Invest in cleaner transport and your financial goals with Index IQ aligned with National Wildlife Federation. Invest in the Cleaner ETF at CLNR. ETF.com. Consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. The prospectus includes this and other relevant information about the funds and is available by visiting IQETFs.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Alps Distributors, Inc. is the principal underwriter of the ETFs. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a distributor of the ETFs. Alps Distributors, Inc. is not affiliated with Nylife Distributors, LLC. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Nomadic Outdoorsman podcast. I'm your host, Dan Matthews, and today on the show, we're going to be going over my history as an outdoorsman, how I got started, how that's developed uh, into where I am today, and we're also going to be talking about what I want to see come from this podcast. I'm really excited to get a lot of information out to you, share great stories, and so with all that said, let's dive in. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to the show. I am super excited that this is happening, that we are launching the podcast, and that we're getting great content out to you. I hope you all enjoy it. My goal behind this podcast is to share stories um, with other outdoorsmen, with people that may be professionals in the industry or just experts in a certain field like dog training or videography or uh, long-range shooting. Who knows what it's going to be? Um, I just hope that you guys can all take something away from this, whether it's a bit of information, whether it's encouragement, or just a good laugh. Um, and so we're going to be sharing stories from a lot of different people, people that are close friends of mine, family of mine, uh, stories of my own, but also from people that I may not know yet that I'm going to meet and um, interview, pick their brain throughout this process and just hear their stories as well. And so I want to get you guys more involved in the outdoors, more involved in trying new things and exploring um, different adventures that have to do with traditional outdoor activities. So with all that being said, uh, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Dan Matthews. Uh, I live in Springfield, Missouri, or just outside of it with my wife of seven years, Samantha, and our two kids, Canyon and Ember. If that doesn't give away that we love the outdoors, I don't know what will. Um, Funny story, actually, when we had Canyon, he's our firstborn, and my grandma called me and said, Hey, Daniel, what would you name your son? And I said, Canyon. She goes, Canyon? Like the Grand Canyon? And I go, yeah, yeah, it's just like that, except don't say Grand, and then you got it. And she's like, well, that's a weird name. Your grandpa would have never let me name my kids Canyon. And I was like, oh, all right, well, good thing we didn't take advice from you, because I don't know what his name would have ended up being. Um, but... We, we love the outdoors and we love getting them outdoors now that, we, now that we have two kids that are old enough to kind of understand things that are going on, to observe things, to um, just have an imagination and like to explore and adventure. So we get them out quite a bit. When we had Canyon, we lived uh, here in the Springfield area. We lived here for about a year, um, maybe a little over that. And then we moved out to Colorado. And so we're going to dive a little bit more into our time here as a married couple, as well as our time in Colorado. 
But before that, let's go back to when I was a kid. I'm going to share a little bit about my history growing up in central Wisconsin. So I grew up in a hunting family. My parents were definitely part of the Orange Army. They would go out every year for the nine days of gun deer season in Wisconsin. And I watched them every year um, have success of different sorts, watched my sisters grow up, and um, they all hunted at one point or another. And then um, as I grew up, I, I really started diving into hunting. Before I was able to actually carry a firearm, before I did hunter safety, I would wake up in the mornings before hunting started and help my parents get ready. I mean, I'd, I'd help them find their orange jackets and hats and mittens and ammo that they needed. Um, and then I would wait at home patiently, more impatiently probably than patiently, but I would wait at home nonetheless. And I would get excited to just hear their stories when they got back or to see a deer hanging out of the back of the vehicle. And then they'd hang it up on the clothesline, which sounds super redneck. But if you're a hunter, you know what I'm talking about. You just find a spot to hang it up. You show everybody and then you either process it or you take it to the processor. And so I got to the age where I could get out and hunt with them. Um, maybe not carry a gun, but go sit on a dead tree or a bucket out in the woods and help watch for deer. Uh, that typically led to me complaining about my hands being cold, about being hungry, about being tired, whatever. It could, it could have been a number of different things. But there was nothing like watching my dad spot a deer, um, shoot the deer, help him drag it, help him process it, and do all of that stuff. And then once I took hunter safety and could get out there um, and actually pull the trigger, I had so much experience just from watching them do it, um, both my parents, my uncle, my cousins, everyone that went before me and hunted the same property. Um, I got to experience a lot of that. And so when it came to be my turn, I was pumped. I could not wait. And I got out there and in a land with so many deer, I just struck out a couple years in a row until finally I had my first opportunity at a deer. It was the last light I'm talking. My mom said she was counting down on her watch the amount of time left, and it was under a minute, and they heard boom. And it was the last day of that season, but I had a deer come in at probably five yards. I was sitting up in a homemade stand in a tree, and I was using a 20-gauge shotgun with a slug and it was crazy I mean I pulled the trigger it dropped right there I knew from experience helping track deer that that didn't always happen but it was also a pretty tiny deer I mean very small um, but it didn't matter to me I was hooked I was so pumped and I could not wait to get back out there the following year and so that's kind of how I cut my teeth in the outdoors was learning stuff like that through my parents. Um, my dad would take me fishing up on the lakes for walleye, for muskie, for pike. And I, I loved getting out there with him. He got a boat. We could go out on the weekends. We would go catch fish, bring them back, fillet them, eat them. And I got to see kind of the whole circle, the whole progression of that as a young kid. And so I think a lot of my passion for this, a lot of my desire to do more of it, comes from that, as well as a program I was in when I was a kid called Royal Rangers. And I'm sure most of you are unfamiliar. Uh, basically, it's a Christian Boy Scouts that would happen through different churches in the area. We'd get together and do like Pinewood Derbies. We'd do a lot of the same things, except it was 
um, spiritually bent or uh, Christ-centered. And so learned how to do a lot of stuff through that. That also sparked more and more curiosity about the outdoors. And then um, my uncle actually started getting into waterfowl hunting. And so he got me hooked on that. I absolutely loved that, shooting things out of the air. That was crazy. It didn't even make sense how it was possible. Um, but now that's a huge passion of mine. That developed over time, though, as I moved out of the home, came down to Springfield, Missouri for Bible college. I met some guys that just got me out doing different things that I had never done before, like rabbit hunting, um, like dove hunting. Those were things that I hadn't done. I also hadn't turkey hunted. And so some of the guys that I know here got me started on all of that. And I also helped them with deer hunting and waterfowl hunting um, because I had a little bit more experience. And so we kind of traded experience for experience on that. Um, But it ultimately helped to make us all um, better outdoorsmen. Got into fishing, got into fly fishing a little bit, doing more bass fishing because that was something we didn't really do when I lived in Wisconsin. Um, but over the years of being here, I discovered public land. That was a foreign concept to me growing up in Wisconsin. Yes, there's public land, but being part of the orange army for a large portion of my youth, it was very intimidating to get out on public land with a bunch of strangers that also had rifles and they may not have followed the same safety guidelines that I was taught in my Super awesome hunter safety course. Um. All right, guys, I need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that I've been using for quite a while now. It's called Bull Elk Beard Oil. Now, if you spend any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain or in the marsh or in the woods, you felt the effects of the wind, the sun, and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better, feel more confident, and it helps your beard keep its moisture. Not to mention it smells great, so now when I get home after a week of elk hunting, my wife can't complain as much. I need to tell you though, I've gotten to know Brian, the founder, over the past couple months, and he's an awesome guy. He makes all of this by hand in North Dakota out of clean products. He also loves to give back to the outdoor community, whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions, or even something awesome like helping donate money to cover the surgery costs of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy, and he makes an amazing product. So go check out Bull Elk Beard Oil, and you can get 20% off with the code NOMADIC. It's all pretty basic stuff, but you know, when when you're using high-powered rifles like that and, and you don't know where other hunters are, it can be very intimidating. And so I shied away from public land um, most of my life until I got into college and hooked up with a couple friends here who took me out to public land for waterfowl hunting. And not only waterfowl hunting, but also um, they introduced me to like backcountry camping, hiking into a spot for miles or even floating into a spot, setting up a tent or a hammock and just kind of roughing it out in the outdoors for a few nights. So that became a passion of mine that translated in our marriage into being a passion for us as a couple. And then with the kids teaching them that getting outside and just sleeping under the stars or Um, finding a place back in the mountains and going and camping for the weekend. We started taking our son, I think, when he was a month old out camping. And that's been something we've done uh, pretty regularly ever since with moving in different transitions throughout our our family life. It, It slowed down in certain times, but it's something that we definitely look forward to doing a lot more of.
So fast forwarding a little bit, after a couple years of marriage, we actually moved to a house on property. We rented it from a great friend of ours, and we had 230 acres that we could fish, hunt, camp, hike, four-wheeler ride, um, you name it, do property management, improve habitat, and that's where I really, really got into wildlife management as well as habitat improvement. And so I started doing food plots, started putting out trail cameras, um, started even even building brush piles for rabbits. I mean, things as simple as that to, one, help improve the rabbit population, but also give them um, cover and spots that we could run dogs and, and hunt them. And so I really did enjoy that. Um, we lived there for a couple of years, had a lot of fun pursuing game out there, adventuring out there, uh, chasing each other around on four-wheelers, as well as um, getting my kid and at the time one kid, um, but even even friends that hadn't had that experience in the outdoors out and connected to God through his creation on property that we rented. And so from there, I don't know why we ever did it. Although we enjoyed our time in Colorado, we really had it made here in Missouri. And so we moved out to Colorado. I took a job for some good friends of mine working in uh, an avenue that supported law enforcement. But while we were out in Colorado, I got connected with a couple guys who goose hunted out of pits, something that I had never done before. And so trying that new thing was really, really cool. Um, It was a lot of fun, and I honestly don't know why more people don't do it. I'm sure there's regulations against it in certain places. But they introduced me to that, and then through the time in the goose pit with those guys, I got invited out to elk camp, which was something that I never in my life growing up in small town, Wisconsin, moving to small town, Missouri, like elk hunting was not even in my thought process. But when I got invited out to elk camp, that blew my mind. And a great friend of mine, Sean Lashinsky, got me connected with just the whole concept of Western big game hunting. And I'm super thankful to that whole group for kind of adopting me in, showing me the ropes. And if you know anything about Western big game hunting, it's pretty hush-hush a lot of the times. I mean, people don't just tell where they're hunting or even invite other people to hunt. And so... I got to experience a couple seasons of that, had some amazing success, both with filling the freezer as well as coming away with stories of crazy adventures, crazy scenery, um, nights spent out in the mountains, bear encounters, things like that. Um, And then we decided to make the move back to Missouri. And so we came back here. Um, We actually, we've been living here now about a year again, and We transitioned into living out of a camper. Um, Some of you are like, yeah, that sounds like Missouri. We we actually bought it out in Colorado. We renovated it, rented it out as like a camper Airbnb for a while. Um, But then we decided that we were just going to live the RV life. And so we moved into it, stayed on some friends' property, then stayed at a um, KOA resort for quite a while. Then we had an opportunity to move on another property where... Rent was cheap, and I do a lot of work on the property in order to supplement that rent. And so it's cool. I mean, we take care of pigs right now and chickens. I help cut firewood. We help kind of watch the property when the landowners are gone and and just help out in whatever way we can. But what's cool is I actually have access to that 230 acres again that we had originally rented. 
And so I go back out there all the time. I absolutely love, I mean, we put in more food plots this year, did more habitat improvement this year, stand preparation. I actually just got done uh, going and checking trail cameras. There are a lot of awesome deer on there. We've seen bobcats and coyotes, turkeys all over the place. And we're going to be sharing a lot of those stories as well as kind of keep you updated on how the hunting season goes this year. And so all of that being said, I mean, I went from pursuing one type of game as a kid and that was my whole world of hunting and the outdoors. I mean, fishing was in there as well, but I didn't really branch out and try new things ever. I just stuck to what I was comfortable with. And now, I mean, I'd like to try new things every year if possible. We've done everything from blacktail hunting up in Alaska to going on a moose hunt with a good buddy of mine, actually Sean, the one who got me into Western Big Game, which you'll be hearing about that in an upcoming podcast. And now this year, I'm getting to go up and experience a mountain goat hunt in Colorado with Sean as well. And so those are going to be a lot of cool stories that I hope to share with you. Um, Last year on our Alaska trip, we got to go salmon fishing. We got to go deep sea fishing. We got to see whales splashing and we camped up on a mountain by ourselves in grizzly country. All of those things are great memories, things that I will forever look back on as life-changing moments. And I hope a lot of you through this podcast take away things just like that. And one last thing that I want to touch on before we wrap this episode up, this is a really short podcast. It's just an intro kind of sharing with you a little bit about what you can expect to come. Um, But I wanted to tell you one of my favorite things that I've done recently is get my wife involved in hunting. So she had gone fishing before, she had gone camping and floating and hiking and all of that before, but it wasn't until last year that she really started wanting to get out and experience what hunting was about. And so she got to come with me on that blacktail hunt in Alaska. We went turkey hunting, she got a turkey tag last year, and then This year, she's looking forward to shooting her first deer, and I think we're going to have a lot of opportunities for that here in Missouri, Um, but she wants to start getting tags when we travel, which I think is super awesome. Uh, Someone who did not even think they would ever marry a hunter is now wanting to hunt herself, so I think that's really cool. I think that's a huge success, and when you can do something that you're passionate about and other people can even just observe, it sparks curiosity with them. And I'm really excited to share a lot of the stories that she's going to be coming up with, adventures that she's going to take part in, and just kind of look at that from a different angle because we're going to have people who are seasoned in the outdoor world, in that community, in that way of life, and people who are just beginning so that anyone listening, no matter where you are on that spectrum, hopefully you can take something away from it and think outside the box a little bit or broaden your horizons. So that's a little bit about what this podcast is. Now you know a little bit about me. I am really excited to continue this journey, go on this adventure with the listeners, with the people who just want to learn, who want to grow, who want to um, develop themselves as an outdoorsman or woman. So that's what we've got for you. I'm really excited to continue on this adventure with you. I hope you've enjoyed it and I look forward to sharing more stories with you. All right, guys, episode number one of the Nomadic Outdoorsman podcast is in the books. Wow, it's official. It's done. That's crazy. Um, If you have not yet rated or reviewed it, which I'm sure you have not, hold off. Check out a couple more episodes. See what you think. 
unless of course you're just going to give me a five-star glowing review right now, then go for it. Um, but seriously, stick around, check out a few more episodes. I really hope you guys enjoy this and your feedback would definitely be beneficial. So until next time, always choose adventure. God bless and have a great week. Invest in cleaner transport and your financial goals with Index IQ aligned with National Wildlife Federation. Invest in the cleaner ETF at clnretf.com. Consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses carefully before investing. The prospectus includes this and other relevant information about the funds and is available by visiting iqetfs.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Alps Distributors, Inc. is the principal underwriter of the ETFs. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a distributor of the ETFs. Alps Distributors, Inc. is not affiliated with Nylife Distributors, LLC. Nylife Distributors, LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.